Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 117 of Reboot Already Underway. That's a near rhyme, according to Aaron. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> we just had a mini conversation about near rhymes, and I, you know what, I'm taking the hard stance, I don't believe they're real. You know, it's, it either rhymes or it doesn't, right? There's no gray area for rhymes. I I disagree. That's Aaron, no. Spooky Han. <laughs> and joined again today, as always, by David, the master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. And he's, holding a, he's holding a bottle of uh, our sponsored Cruzan. <laughs> they uh, sponsored this episode. I feel like legally I have to say that they didn't sponsor this episode. I'm making a joke. I feel like legally that has to happen. So I'm going to say that it's a joke, but I will continue to make this joke throughout the episode. Legally, it's a joke. I don't see how we can mention Baja Blast like every episode and not get a Mountain Dew sponsorship. I know. We, 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 we mentioned alcohol once and suddenly we get one. You know, it's it, like, you know what the reason you know is? is because David makes his own Baja Blast. Sells. Well, that too. Mountain Dew won't sponsor us because David, he goes, he goes the, the side road way. He does it the yeah, shady way. He makes his own. Bootleg. It's bootleg Baja Blast. And Mountain like Dew... moonshine. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he also, he also uh, runs the, the Baja Blast throughout our small town. And uh, one of these uh, days, yeah. he's gonna, they're going to get that David boy. And him and his, all of his Baja Blast... And Jessica Alba's there. David, David, are you like uh, Walter White? Oh wow, we took a different turn. Blue, like Baja Blast. Like yours is bluer than regular Baja Blast. You know what? The color to be specifically categorized as blue number four. Ah, okay. Wow. So, not not the blue number two, which Baja Blast is like. um, The blue number four. So it's a brighter blue than the but blue it, number two, in my personal yours opinion. Is, your Baja Blast is so pure. That so it's, pure. It's like blue number 4.5 is, is like what you wow. have. Aaron, you can't start breaking Blowing, blowing David's yeah. mind, right? <laughs> this is a show where we talk about movies, believe it or not. <laughs> so today, we're talking about, we're doing a sequel, but this time it's not spooky. We're doing movie moments that give you goosebumps, part two. This time it's not spooky. This is, I'm going to talk about the one. Oh, God, I really should have listened to the episode again before I did this because I might have did this one. But if not, you know what? It deserves a second time in the spotlight. This is a movie moment that in the movie it gives me, tra- or gives me goosebumps. But in the trailer, it gives me goosebumps, too, because it's so good. Goosebumps to Haunted Halloween? Yes. It's when the um, it's when the spider comes alive on the house. Mm. Just all the way up my arm. No, it's from Captain America Civil War. <laughs> um, man, when Iron Man, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier are fighting, and it's that, that beautiful callback. To Captain America, the first Avenger, where Iron Man, he beats him down, and he's like, are, are you done, or whatever he says, I don't give a crap about that line, that's not the good one, <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, are you, are you done, that's what he says, are you done, Cap, and then he goes, 
I could do this all day. And bam, I got goosebumps just saying that. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. I just think about it sometimes when I'm at work and I'm having like just a really bad day and I'm like, I don't want to be here. And I think about that line and you're like, you know what, Captain America? I can do this all day. Let's do it. It's a goosebump line. Mm. Coincidentally, also in Goosebumps too. Yeah. Same yeah. line. Different context. They just they just cribbed the line. Now this one thing Goosebumps is known for, it's originality. Yeah. So they should have now really thought that through. Legally, I feel like I have to say <laughs> that I don't think that's a line in Goosebumps too. But also I can't be sure of that. It might be a line in Goosebumps too. So Man, that's just that moment, man. Oh, man. Captain America, stand up to bullies. Always. He's like, uh, he's like the rock in Central Intelligence. He doesn't like bullies. He's, he's just like the rock. He's just like the rock. Honestly, you know what? I feel like I might have just blown this open. Central Intelligence is a Captain America story. It starts out he's not strong. Oh my god, it is. He's not strong, and then he becomes strong! And he becomes an agent for the government! And he he doesn't like bullies! And he doesn't like bullies! But isn't there a nude rock scene in Central Intelligence? Yeah. So, where's the uh, Captain America? Clearly you haven't watched the director's cut. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, he's basically naked when he comes out of that... When he comes out of the tube and he's like, oh my god, I'm ripped. <laughs> god, no one and then in- Peggy Carter comes up and she's like, not quite touching her. She like, yeah. puts her hand out and, doesn't, and you're like, that's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Why are you doing this? There is, uh, there's no one that's ever looked better in film than I think Captain... What's his name? Chris Evans. And Chris Evans does when he comes out of that tube. He is absolutely jacked. There is no one who is more jacked than him in a movie. Maybe Thor and Thor 2. That obligatory scene where Thor doesn't have his shirt on in Thor 2. I, there, there were multiple times, because I saw Thor 2 in theaters multiple times because I'm an idiot. Uh, there were multiple times in that movie where I heard a couple of the women in the audience go, ooh, when his shirt was off. And I'm like, wow, okay. Chris Hemsworth, he's getting... He's, Maybe I, need, maybe I need to start lifting. Maybe I need to start doing some of that. Anyway, goosebump moments. David or Aaron, take it away. Uh, I'm going to talk about my moment. <laughs> okay, do it. My moment is in a movie called Interstellar. Mm. Mm. And this mo- this was not a spooky goosebump let moment. me just let me just say this is probably uh spoilers just for for uh interstellar just for those who haven't seen it yet indeed i feel i feel like anyone who cares enough to listen to our podcast has probably has seen, seen interstellar. interstellar yeah i just that's such had, a that, they yeah the biggest brain to listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah there we go you, yeah you need a big brain to listen to our podcast. yeah you're like, we're, we're, like, we're like the rick and morty of podcasts so oh weird. god stop <laughs> no one take <laughs> no. that out of context <laughs> no because we're gonna get a cult following jacob yeah want. oh yeah okay. i really i really so. want that <laughs> And then we're gonna get our own sauce and McDonald's and yeah. Uh, 
And we can have a man Brandon, jump up Brandon. on the McDonald's uh, counter and scream like a hooligan and someone who's just really just the worst of society. <laughs> anyway, continue. So, so David, what's your moment? <laughs> Interstellar. So, my moment is when Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, I fucking learned how to speak. He's um, on the spaceship, and he's realizing how long he's been gone for. Oh, man. And uh, he's watching the videos and just watching his entire family grow up. And he just, the Murph, the Murph moment. Can, can, can I coin that? The Murph moment? The Murph moment? You can coin that. When when he's just breaking down. It's, oh, it's so Murph. good. So like and but like honestly it gives me like the goose it gives me the chills because you see the man breaking emotionally, mentally, physically just like I like I can't, I don't I can't even do it just I wanna scream out Murph right now. I can't <laughs> No, I totally agree, David. That is that's a moment that's become so memed and I hate it. Because that's such a great moment, but I feel like people make fun of it all the time. I'm like, I don't, I can't tell if they're doing it like as a joke or if they really think it's a bad moment. But oh my god, it's so good. It's amazing, Aaron. It's amazing, Aaron. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um. Okay. Aaron. Your turn. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Go, go. It's your turn. Okay, okay, okay. It's your turn. This is what we do. This is a uh, show. This is how we do it. This is not how we normally do it. This is how we do it like 50% of the time. And <laughs> so that's like half. Fun. So we don't have a normal, apparently? We don't have a normal, no. Okay. It's, okay. It, it, it's an exact 50%. But my moment. I'm going to go with the a moment from The Incredibles. Ooh. So it's not, it's not exactly a triumphant moment, but still a goosebumps moment. Mm-hmm. When, when Mr. Incredible is captured and Syndrome comes in and he's just like, when everyone's super. Oh, yeah. And no one will be. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah, it gets goosebumps, me. Goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, just such a well-crafted villain. And just, like, such a perfect, like, motivation, like, summed up so succinctly. And just, uh, it's it's great. That turn of phrase, you're just, it, it gets you. It gets you. Man, Jason Lee is so good in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. he has that voice. It's such a great voice for, like, because it starts, you know, it's Buddy, and he can do that really well. But then when it turns sinister, man, he's still good at that. Jason Lee. Underappreciated actor. I'll say it. Would anyone I, like? I, would anyone like to fight me on that? I mean, you got Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. All right. And all right. Chipmunks two. <laughs> all right. And <laughs> his most iconic roles. He, he's only in one <laughs> scene of two. Don't worry. He's only in one scene of two, or two. He's two only scenes. in one scene. Of- two scenes. How do they, How do they write him out? Isn't he like the main guy? Well, what happens is. <laughs> Sorry, you don't know about your Alvin the Chipmunks lore. Um, Alvin does something that, because uh, he's Alvin... Causes him to say, Alvin! He does that. He does something yeah, that makes like him that. say that. Um, but it ends up, he like breaks several bones in his body. 
And so he's in a hospital for the whole movie. He's in the first scene and like one of the scenes near the end. And the whole rest of the time, it's his younger cousin taking care of the chipmunks. Um, who also takes them to school. <laughs> I need to... Because the, the cousin is also a famous actor. And I need to figure out who this is. Let me look it up. But yeah, then so, he... So is, is Jason Lee back for three and four then? He, he's back for three. Four I've only seen bits and pieces of. Um, it's, uh, it's Zachary Levi, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's great. He's he, my favorite show. My favorite thing he's ever done was uh, that show about the serial killer. Um, that's my favorite one that he's done. Uh, but he's also really good in like uh, Tangled. You know, he's really good in uh, uh, Tangled Ever After. Oh, these, these are these are actual. N- now it's actual Zachary Levi, I think. So yeah, no, the first gonna, one was go rattle off more things that. Uh... Michael C. Hall was in, and I was going to be really impressed because I don't think Michael C. Hall has done like anything else. Outside no, of <laughs> but no, Michael C. Hall was in Chuck. Oh yeah, yep. I, I'm. This joke is so bad, and I don't know why I do it every time. Also, Wendy Malick was in uh, <laughs> Elm and the Chipmunks: The Squeakles. So sorry, Wendy. Um, movie moment that gave me goosebumps. Are we doing a round two? Yes, I have. Do you not? Do you guys not have a round two? It's okay, if you don't. Okay, two. that's what I was asking. Um, this one I will tread extremely lightly on, because it's a movie that neither David nor Aaron has seen yet. And Aaron, I swear to God, if you don't wait to see it with me now, <laughs> you're so close to coming to Michigan. No, November November seventeenth sounds like a good day to uh. I watch hate you. <laughs> uh, it's inside Lewin Davis, um, and the scene that gives me goosebumps is literally the opening. Begins with a little musical number. I won't I won't say much more about it, but it is haunting. Oscar Isaac is fantastic, and I've seen this movie like two or three times now. And pretty recent, pretty pretty close together as well. But every time that opening gets me, and I'm just like, oh, it's all over my body. The way it's shot, the way the camera is so close on Oscar Isaac's face as he's emoting and singing. And man, this movie's amazing. I this is just this is just my wake up call for everyone to go watch Inside Lewin Davis because I won't say much more than that. It's honestly. One of the best movies ever made. It's perhaps in my top five movies of all time. Everyone needs to watch this movie. Um, because it's the Coen Brothers' best movie. I, I have yet to see, like, three or four of them that... I think, yeah, just three or four. Um, but I don't see anything ever beating this as far as their movies go. I know No Country for Old Men. Everyone's like, No Country for Old Men. It's a really good movie. And I'm like, I'm, I know. I know that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that and get where. Yeah. And I know, I know it's going to be good. But see, I just see, don't see it. What, what about the, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, though? You I'm so excited for that, though. That? I don't think it'll top that. But I think it's going to hit that sweet spot of, like, uh, you know, of, um, God, what the heck is the name of that movie? 
Is it a simple man? Is that what it's called? No, it's a serious man. A serious man. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking of the Leonard Skinner song and I couldn't get it. Is that Leonard Skinner? No, I don't know if it's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Either way. Um Yeah, no, I think it's gonna hit that sweet spot of like a, a serious man that is like just just insane fun. Um Although Serious Man also has some 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 deep stuff in it. So I'll give it that. Everyone go watch Inside Lewin Davis. It's awesome. David, what is your second goosebump moment? So, this one's a little off the script, gentlemen. Oh, so, okay. Off the script because of a recent meme oh. that reminded me of how iconic <laughs> this, this scene makes me feel. Because the scene goes through multiple movies. Oh, it's a it's a reoccurring scene. Okay. Oh, okay. I, this is not where I thought you were going. <laughs> I thought you were going the hereditary route here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a good that's a good one too. But no, I'm talking about the penguins of Madagascar, gentlemen. Oh my God, no! This meme, I David, I know you like the meme. I think it's decently funny, but you really, you really love this meme. Wait, is this is this the pun? Is this the celebrity puns? No, no, no. Oh, okay, this is okay. The analysis meme, Kowalski analysis, and like I don't like it. It pairs perfectly with my other meme that I use all the time. So I think that's why I like it, but but I remember that, and so I just I recently looked up a clip of all the Kowalski analysis moments mm. in Madagascar, mm. and boy oh boy, was I was I feeling chills and giggles the entire time. Chills and giggles. <laughs> I love it. Chills and giggles. All right. You said you said you didn't want scary goosebumps, so this no. is what you get. You get the giggle goosebumps. You the, giggle, the giggle. The giggle bumps. <laughs> Oh, God, I've got the giggle bumps. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You, were, you, were you a big fan of Madagascar as a kid? Are you talking to me or Aaron or both? Yeah, both, why yeah. not, right? I mean, I I think I liked the first one, like, enough. Like, it was like, I was like, okay, like, it's not bad. And then, how many are there now? Four? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's three well, there's and then three the Penguin spinoff. It wasn't and a there... Penguin spinoff a TV show, though? It wasn't but it was a movie. There was a TV movie, show, but they too. did a movie, too. Yeah. They did wow. both. Because two is Return to Africa. What's three? That's the uh, circus uh, one or whatever. Yeah, the circus one. Europe's Most Wanted. Oh, it was. That could be a holy trilogy to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a huge fan of the original as a kid. Like more than good. more than any kid should ever be a fan of Madagascar though. Were you a fan of the Move It Move It? Yeah. Who wasn't when we were our age when that movie came out? Everyone was a fan of that and the New York Giants meme. The New York Giants was a meme before anyone knew what a meme was. They're giants. Um, but yeah, I've never seen the second or the third one. Now I have seen Penguins of Madagascar. Because I wanted to see a movie late one night. And I was like, I'll go see this Penguins of Madagascar. Gotta say, not half bad. It's pretty decent. 
You got some great celebrity name puns, as Aaron mentioned. Charlie's They're on the Roof. That's my favorite one. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. <laughs> pe- pe- fine. Fine. No one wants to join in that Penguins of Madagascar is pretty alright. That's fine. That's fine, Aaron. I mean, I already talked about my love of the analysis. Me, like, if I talk about it more, people are gonna get weirded out. Right, me. they're gonna like, think oh, you were me as a kid who loved Mad- who loved Madagascar too much. I have honestly seen Madagascar more times than most of my favorite movies. <laughs> I've seen that movie a lot. Aaron, what's a goosebump moment? Uh, my second one. It's a, it's a movie neither of you have seen, so I'm also going to tread lightly. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Whiplash. Oh, okay. I know way too much about Whiplash at this point. <laughs> that it's you, just... you really got to watch it. I know, it still I know. holds up even, even, ha- like, even if you know like all the memes and the clips and, and famous clips and stuff. Like, right. It still really holds up. Okay, I so, have like, it still. The, the, but the final concert, it gives you the goosebumps. Uh-huh. Gives, I don't want to say too, I don't want to say anything really specific about it mm-hmm. because obviously it's the it's the, the climax. climax of one of my favorite movies of all time. So just you, you guys should watch it. Is Miles Teller's face uh, super punchable? Yes. I, yes. I feel like yes. legally I have to say that don't punch Miles Teller in the face. Legally. Legally, Aaron. Legally. Legally, we do not... We do not condone... Or condemn punching Miles Teller in the face. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on a nice like middle ground. We do condemn it though. This. We do condemn it though. <laughs> Just so we're clear, we do I, condemn I, it. I think we're gonna have to go with a both sides on this one. I, you know. See, all right. This, this is this, this is the one. This is the <laughs> so this is where this we draw is, our this line. Is the one topic we need to hear from both sides. <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, guys, this has been. Movie moments that give you goosebumps, part two. Not spooky this time. So we're moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. It's a weird week this week. Like, just a strange mix of movies. So Bohemian Rhapsody, you guys. It's gotten not got great reviews. Still haven't seen a trailer or anything for it. Trying to stay. Oh, away. you haven't seen a trailer for it? No. How have I... you escaped seeing a trailer? I've seen a trailer. I'm like promoted films of in in like of the ones coming out soon. I I, I don't know. I don't. So this is how I know that, that I think it could be good. Because mm-hmm. I I'm not a really big Queen fan. Oh God. Oh. Pause, pause. Just because, like, how dare, how dare? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love Queen, but I'm not like upset. They're not for everyone. I mean, like, I know like their big hits, but like, I don't really know like like I'm like, okay, Queen, yep, you got their stuff. But like, I saw the trailer and uh, and I'm like, yeah, did it give you goosebumps? It had a moment where it did. Okay, all right, we got a goosebump. How many bumps, David? Single one. One bump. <laughs> one, one, <laughs> one bump of how many? One. It gave me one lump uh, in my heart. One lump <laughs> out of two bumps. 
because there's this <laughs> iconic the, the trailer opens with the bump bump clap bump bump and i'm just like ooh, iconic ooh. iconic it's from so, the yeah. mighty ducks they wrote that song for mighty ducks right oh god <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get to the hate mail oh my god it's obvious it's a joke <laughs> it's an obvious joke okay all right all right legally i have to say <laughs> that that was a joke about the mighty ducks <laughs> continue okay i guess that was the end <laughs> Kind of weird. Kind of weird that uh, Brian Singer is still credited for this movie, huh? It's apparently the uh, it, it was necessary for the Directors Guild rules. Like he did just enough of the production to have it be a legal obligation to give him sole credit. Well then. So. I gotta cut that. I gotta cut that. <laughs> Legally, I feel like I have to cut that. Jake, what's up with your legal, like, like, are you taking a law class right now? You're all this legal it's, 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 it's the meme. It's the, it's the meme of the week. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I've been saying a lot of uh, things that could get us sued, and I just need to make sure everyone knows. The only aspect of Bohemian Rhapsody that I'm, like, excited for is uh, Rami Malek's performance. Right. Like, I think I think that was a good casting choice. Like he looks the part, and he looks like he's having a lot of fun with it. And it's a very different performance from what he does on Mr. Robot. So that's the part I'd be intrigued to see. But everything else about this movie is just like a, is like a turnoff. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. I was like, I was never like hype about it, but. Now I'm, like, even less, like, I'll catch it on HBO or whatever. I don't know. Well, here's one I'll uh, maybe never catch. Uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Oh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland 3. Bad boy. <laughs> it's, it's like they wanted to do another Alice in Wonderland movie. Yeah. But make it, like, even less exciting. Yeah. What? How would you do that? Like it's it's the it's literally the same aesthetic. Like mm-hmm. they just they just slap the same exact kind of weird makeup and these these big artificial sets and all this sort of stuff. And it's like it it's just so unappealing to have like this this house style, you know? Like yeah. Disney like Disney has the same look for all of these live action remakes. And it's not even appealing. Like it's not it's not even a good aesthetic in the first place for any of these movies. You're so not like, wrong. Why, why why would you do it for all of them when it's not even good for one of them? Murph is in this, so at least there's that. I honestly thought Johnny Depp was in this movie. <laughs> the whoever's playing is it who is that that's playing that character? One second, let me look it up. It's Helen Mirren. It must be. Yeah, it's Helen Mirren. But it straight up looks like Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. Like that's the same person right there. 
That is yeah, Johnny it's, Depp. It's, it's the same makeup and costume job. <laughs> I, I can't, man. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this to myself. I can't walk in the theater knowingly and be like, here, give me a ticket to Nutcracker in four realms. And I'll be like, that's, that's four realms you're getting access to. I hope you understand maybe, this. Maybe if it was also in like four dimensions. Right. Like they did the 3D and the scratch and sniff things from Spy Kids 4D. Yeah. <laughs> like if they did that, you know. Then... <laughs> Replace the four realms with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to scratch and skip the sniff card of Matthew Broderick. You know, just he probably smells nice. All, 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 all Matthew Broderick's son. All right. <clears throat> well, that, that's that one. Uh, Boy Erased, a movie I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited about. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm I'm kind of like you pee excited. What if we start? What if we start shortening all the, like oh you pee, I'm pee excited. This is gonna be exclamation point awesome. I'm level <laughs> P excited. I could go up to level A, but right now I'm just at a P. Uh, I'm level C excited for this one. Oh, okay. Cautiously excited. Oh okay. Because I'm I'm just I'm just curious because because Joel Edgerton. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if he's the right director for this. You know, like I, okay. he he did he did the gift, mm-hmm. and the gift was like, I liked it in the moment, and then I read this like one review of it that like pointed out like how awfully it did it pulled off its last plot twist, like how its its final plot twist is like really awful for its treatment of its female characters, and mm-hmm. then I was just like, oh yeah, I I, I see the point there. Mm. So I'm just, like, I'm, I spit on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I uh, it it definitely seems like you know it could be a really powerful movie if they can pull it off right. Yeah, reviews are good so far. People are liking it. I don't know. I'm really sorry. like the cast. Yeah, oh god, cast is amazing. Lucas Hedges and Russell Crowe, like they're gonna they're gonna, you know, just they're 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 gonna they're gonna Two like, of the greatest down on those yes. those juicy acting moments, you know? Interesting phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we're uh just you know, we're not really appreciating that Nicole Kidman's also in this movie. And I love Nicole Kidman, so how dare you? How dare you? Sir, I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. How, how has Lucas Hedges, within from 2016 to 2018, become just one of the greatest actors of all time in two years? And he's like, what, 20? <laughs> like, what's happening? How did this happen? How did we let this that happen? Mean, I'm okay that, that it happened. Milk. <laughs> what? Don't you don't you ever remember that meme? Like no, you don't remember that. Oh, no, God. internet saved me from their ignorance. Okay, all right then. I'll um, show you that. Maybe he just got good. Can we say got good? No, I mean yeah. I mean I don't know that he was ever bad. He just came out of nowhere, like Manchester by the Sea, and then afterwards it's been a. Upward spiral to superstardom. <laughs> like, he's insanely good in everything. I mean, he was good in Moonrise Kingdom as well, but 
Like he's not the he's not the lead in that, and he was still a little kid, still just a little kid. But yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I think it'll be good. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Nobody's fool. I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with this one. Neither am I. Let me tell you about Nobody's Fool. <laughs> I've seen this trailer like ten times, and it's bad. <clears throat> Wild child Tanya looks up to her buttoned up by the book sister Denisha to help her get back on her feet. At these polar as these polar opposites collide, Tanya soon discovers that Denise's per- picture perfect life and boyfriend may not be what they seem. Directed by Tyler Perry, starring Tiffany Haddish, Tika oh Sumter. Oh my God! It's a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, it's a Tyler Perry movie. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no! Why? No. Why was there not a Boo Three on mm-hmm. Matthias Halloween this year? I don't know. You know. Next year. Next year. These past two years, we have been blessed. Yes. With a Boo. This year, there's no Boo. Now listen, listen to me. Listen. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed boo. Tyler Perry is nobody's fool, alright? He knows what he's doing. That's why he named this nobody's fool. He's like, I'm, no, I'm nobody's fool. I know you want Medea boo three. Boo three? Medea is a boo three? I'm a Medea Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. They're going to call it Medea boo three. Halloween. Halloween, yeah. No, that's right. That's right. And he's like, I know you want it, but I'm going to make a wait a year. And I'm going to ride off of Tiffany Haddish's fame to success, er, rise to fame. Because everyone loves Tiffany Haddish. But are we not hitting critical mass for Tiffany Haddish movies right now? She's been in like five this year. <laughs> It's like, all right, yeah. Tiffany. Wait, I love you. You're really funny. I think you're great. Do, do we count, Uncle Drew? Do we count yes. that as a movie? We count it as a product that Tiffany Haddish had a part in. <laughs> so why don't? What? Why are you? Why are you belittling this woman for just working? No, it's, I, like, it's oh. fine that she's working. It's fine that she's working. It just feels like everyone's like Tiffany Haddish. She's the next big thing. Get Tiffany Haddish in here. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong. But also, Tiffany Haddish, she's amazing. But she needs a story, you know? She needs something to work with. You can't just be like, put her in Uncle Drew. She's in Uncle Drew. She does a thing in Uncle Drew. Okay? And then it's like, oh, put her in Nobody's Fool. She does a thing in Nobody's Fool. She does the Tiffany Haddish thing. That's what she does. It's the same thing with, it's the same thing with Kevin Hart, if I'm being honest. They do the same thing to Kevin Hart. I think he's a funny guy. He just doesn't have great movies. Except for Central and Tiffany Haddish in a movie together? Yeah, Night School, and it just came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. Tiffany Haddish was in a movie two weeks ago. (laughs) Know what she's doing, Jake? What's that? She's getting to the bag, I understand, yes. Getting that bread, getting to the bag. It's understandable. Anyway, let's move on to the What Have You Been Watching segment. This week, 
Guys, my headset didn't watch anything. What was that? I said I didn't watch really anything. I watched Trick or Treat. You can hear about that on Gateway to Cinema. This has been Jacob's Failure ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> you only watch Trick or Treat. <laughs> That's the most soothing ASMR to me. You know, just yeah. listening about Lacey's failures. Yes. That's what. That's what really. You know, just like brings me peace and, and serenity. You know. I went to a haunted house and I screamed through the entire thing and everyone thought I was a wimp. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. Well, okay. I started Game of Thrones and I can't finish it because of my fear of commitment to a TV show. <laughs> Did you actually like it? No, I hate Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Well, who would like but to go next? Can I interest you in a Walking Dead? No, you definitely like could never. Thrones, but, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone could ever interest me in the Walking Dead. I just, I'm not a fan. It's it's like it's like game it's like Game of Thrones, but it will never end, and you'll never be free of it. Doesn't that sound appealing? This is why I want don't watch TV shows. Because of your fear of commitment. Yeah, we know. Hi, I'm Jacob, and I'm. I blame things I do on the fact that TV shows don't end. <laughs> Alright, I'm getting... The, the, yeah, I'm getting dude, what have you been watching? <laughs> so, remember last week how I was like, yeah, so my friend came over, she never watched, it's always sunny, so I showed her the dentist system. Yep. And then, you were, I was like, what should I show her next? And I was like, oh, well, it's gotta be the serial defense. Mm-hmm. And so this week, that's what I showed her. The serial defense. I, it totally was a plus. It's a double win because she loves cereal. Okay. All right. Weird, so weird thing like, oh, to love, like, but okay. Does she love like, cereal and love evolution? And that's why it was like it was. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, was so it was. It was. <laughs> subliminally, it was the she perfect just said episode those key for two her. points. You know. Yeah. No, like the the, ep- the episode starts and she like you know does is eating cereal. She's like, huh. I, I should try that. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no, um. but um, she, there was lots of giggles, so she really enjoyed it. And then we, and then after that, we watched the uh, the group uh, the group dating episode. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. And so and so she's watched three episodes. I was like, all right. So like, what do you think about the show? She's like, you know, like I think I'm better. Grad, like it's pretty funny. I'm like, pretty funny. That's something. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like. <laughs> like it and then um uh we watched kingsman mm. the good one they're both good they're not one's both the, good david the other well yeah that's good. true but that doesn't mean it's a good movie aaron do you want to weigh aaron, in on this where uh... do you fall in the golden circle i haven't seen it yet but where do you fall in the first movie i i think it's it's pretty good yeah it, it, I like the style mm-hmm. of the action, and I think that's what saves the like entire movie. And and the score, I like the style of the action and the score and Taron Egerton, and like that's what sells it. Now, what if I told you, the second movie 
has none of those things. <laughs> I mean, they have those things. They're just bad this time. How about, Jacob, how about you shut up and let Aaron watch the movie <laughs> no, and have let him form his own I opinion. didn't say the movie did that. I just said, what would happen if I told you it did that? <laughs> okay, moving on. Let's <laughs> like, see. Does it have Elton John? Yes. Yeah, Aaron's mm. like, I love this. This changes everything. It does, it does. <laughs> uh, yes, it has a really pointless Elton John cameo. Um, and it's that type of humor where it's like, it's funny because it's Elton John doing it. Isn't that your favorite? Do you love that one? Anyway, moving on. What else did you watch, David? So, I watched a couple, and then I watched the... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm gonna cough. Internet. I he says after he coughs. House of Cards. How's it going? Has it tumbled over yet? Has it folded? Has it has it blown over? You know, I'm in the thick of it. He's in the thick and of like a House of Cards. I'm in the thick of it. These these cards are building, forming a foundation for a house. Honestly, like I still like like it's enjoyable. I'm. I think I'm getting ready though for it, like to be finished. What like, season my, are you on? I'm on like middle of season four, so I have this and then season five. I think I don't know if I'm burnt out on it, but like, are they ending with seven or eight? What's the What's the new one coming out? They're six. Five. Six. Okay. Oh, it's six. Oh, oh it's okay. five. So you're so you're not that far from the end. Yeah, I'm not that far from the end. I think I've just been really like the thing about that show is it's a very thick. TV show to watch. It's a lot of de- like a lot of material, and you got to pay attention to it a lot, which like I like. But at the same time, like I've just been really beat down. Yeah, and like work and like tired. So like I'm like trying to put my all into it, but sometimes I just can't watch all of it. But it's understandable. But I'm I, like, but I'm still plowing through it. I still enjoy it and. We're gonna we're gonna get this bread. I'm I'm gonna be curious to hear about this final season, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. it was like it, the, the whole hasty rewriting and complete change of the concept. It's gonna I'm I'm curious as to whether they can pull it off or not. So, yeah, let us know. I am, and I am too. Let us know. Let us know, please. I don't know, I, I just, I realized my voice cracked the first time I said let us know. Then I just really leaned into that meme. It wasn't a good meme. Legally, we have to say it's not a good meme. <laughs> yeah, legally we have to. Um, Alright, David, what else? And that's all. Like, as internet, I've been mentioning, I'm applying to grad school, I'm working millions of hours, I'm tired. Clapping so, more for the I'm grad trying, school, I'm less slacking. for the working millions of hours. Huh? I said I was clapping more for the grad school and less for the millions of hours of work. Okay. Oh well, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm slapping. <laughs> All right, yeah, no. Not as much as Jake. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I know. Shots fired. Just I, uh, to be you, fair... You'd put in a lot of effort. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is what I do. This is what I did the last two years of 31 Days of Halloween. Um, I get so far into movies... That at one point I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie. 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't and you like al- You always movie. put the best movies at the end. Because I think it's going to be a little treat. I think it's going to be a I little know, treat for you, me. You're always like, oh, I'll put Bedeviled and The Haunting on Dice Road 2. I'll put those in the early part of the month. Yeah. So I'll have the good hype for Halloween. Right. And then you never watch the, yes. the good hype. Now, here's the thing. I don't work tomorrow. I'm doing a little marathon. I'm, I'm getting to the ones that I really want to see. And the ones that I missed that I'm like, ah, I can miss that. Like Sinister, I'm I'm not going back to Sinister, sorry. <laughs> that was a that was a filler movie more than anything. I was like, I need something but there. Let's, uh, but let's let's re- internet, let's remember last time Jake had that big uh movie marathon, I guess what he did all day. I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes, I did do that. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I did do that but, all day. <laughs> but nay, I have faith. Um, Jake watching a movie tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, Drag Me to Hell, Suspiria, and As Above, So Below. Those are my three that I'm going to watch for sure. I'm going to wake up early and start watching some. You definitely should get to Suspiria. Yeah. Suspiria what's early? And... What's early? Suspiria Probably like 11. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Well, yeah. Get to. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the movie tomorrow. Or no, it's today. I know. I know. It was saying, technically I, today. I to get to that one. But, yeah, I'll get to that one. Um, those those were the ones I like cared because I was like I want to talk to you about it and right, take right. me to hell because I I have the DVD like I said yeah and I wanted to watch it when you were gonna watch it so we could talk about it oh so, yeah I'm gonna watch that it tomorrow. will be your incentive is I'll watch I feel it. I feel like once Aaron com- I feel like once Aaron comes to the apartment yeah I'm gonna be watching a lot more movies because we like show up and Aaron, I'm gonna show up from work and Aaron's gonna be like want to watch his movie with me I've been waiting all day to hang out with you. Like, I'm just gonna be like the sad puppy you guys have. <laughs> like, hey, you, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, okay. home all I'm like, damn it, who forgot to feed Aaron today? <laughs> like, okay, Aaron, let's go outside for a walk. And we can watch movie. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, at some point, I will actually have you know adult responsibilities and right, stuff to do. Right, right. So, but in that brief, in that brief time period where we're like. Aaron's just at home, and that'll be like a great little treat. We'll be like, you know, we'll get to see Aaron. He'll come running to the door when we open the door, and be like, "Hi, how's it going? How was your day? How was your day?" That's what I'm excited about. We're leaning way I too far. Carpet, but also, uh... <laughs> well, he does do that. He does do that. We're leaning way too far into the Aaron is a dog meme. <laughs> leaning too far into it. But yeah, I'm gonna watch those movies tomorrow, probably because I forgot that Nightmare on Elm Street was technically the movie for tonight. But I watched Trick or Treat instead. I'll probably take out As Above, So Below and replace it with Nightmare on Elm Street. And then watch Carrie. But they're all short movies. I looked at all of them. They're all like an hour and a half. So I don't have any two and a half hour Suspiria remake to watch or anything. Um, Anyway, Aaron, please tell me you've been watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I have not, no. Okay, I, I need to know. I need to know if it's good, because I really want to watch it. I, I, I definitely am going to watch it, but I currently have Hulu right. for the first time. And as I'm going to get to when I talk about what I've been watching... So you've been I watching Yu-Gi-Oh! For the last month of Filmstruck. Yeah. So I got I to get everything I can out of that before it shuts down. Right. So, so, so that's why you've been watching Yu-Gi-Oh! though. I stopped watching Yu-Gi-Oh! once I stopped being uh-huh. sick. I, yeah. ha- I haven't yeah, watched yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! in days. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, alright, I gotcha. Alright, so, what I've been watching, though. First up, I want to talk about 
slice. I want to I, watch this. I've been intrigued to watch this for like years because they filmed this like two years ago. Oh, really? And it was just like sitting on the shelf. But it was, it's, it's one of those films where you're like, this is a really good concept, mm-hmm. but they don't quite get the execution right. Like you can, you can kind of tell why it got like dumped out of theaters and onto video on demand yeah. because there's this, it's like this thing where it feels like it should work. You have so many great elements. You have this really like wacky premise where you're like in this world where like ghosts and werewolves just kind of like live side by side with humans. And you have like this, you know, the whole funny like play on the words like slice. Oh, pizza delivery people are being killed and it's called slice and like all that. And then you have, you have a good, you have a good cast. You have Zazie Beats and you have Chance the Rapper is not a good actor. I can confirm this now. He is he is terrible, but he is he's he's still charming. He's still uh-huh. charming, you know. Like he's bad, but you're like, I don't mind you being in this movie, Chance the Rapper. Have you know, you seen the SNL skit where he's the hockey announcer? I don't think so. No. Oh god, we gotta watch that. He's so funny in that. We're gonna watch that after. <laughs> it's very good. All right, all right. So- so there's a lot. There's a lot of like funny moments. There's a lot of like. If, there's just a lot of like clever lines and like clever visual gags and stuff like that. What? But it just doesn't really come together. It's just what. No. Finish. Finish slice. They don't bring up this egregious error I see in your 2018 list. But it just it just doesn't. <laughs> wow. It just funny. doesn't. Uh, <laughs> It, it's just there's this. It, it feels very thin. Like they didn't flesh out their their world or their plot well, and, or their characters well enough. You know, like mm-hmm. they had all the right pieces, but then they just didn't do enough with them, and so it's just kind of middling. Now, what are you taking issue with? So Peter Rabbit, <laughs> yeah, is somehow above the Ardman animation film Early Man. <laughs> Yes. Yes. How? Excuse me, how? I haven't seen either of these movies, but that seems extremely wrong to me. Early Man is fine. It's just very forgettable. But Peter Rabbit's your favorite. (laughs) That's the difference. Peter Rabbit, you know, it's just, it's that James Corden, you know? No, I'm right. just, I'm just move on. Like the, move on. There's, there's just kind of like, there's this, there's this like briskness to peter rabbit that mm. kind of works where you're just like you're in and out in an hour and a half james corden does some raps and he does and not there's, and there's some hijinks and there's <laughs> he does not rap <laughs> tell me you're lying no the birds rap and then he just he just kind of i don't remember if he raps or not he might rap i honestly don't remember the movie that much do they make a hip-hop joke Please tell me they don't make a hip hop you know, joke. I, I can't say one way or the other. Legally, I, I can't say if they make a hip hop joke. joke. All right, continue. Get get out of here with your Peter Rabbit right. propaganda. So as I mentioned earlier, snuck into Filmstruck. Uh, they obviously announced that it's shutting down. In a remind month. me what Filmstruck yeah. was. Filmstruck is uh, the the streaming service that was. Uh, made out of the uh, 
TCM catalog, right? Like the the old Warner Brothers films and stuff, and the Criterion Collection. Like they combined those two together and made a streaming service out of it. Okay. So this was something I was planning to subscribe to in like the early parts of the month because like the early months of the year are usually when I watch like classic films because mm-hmm. that's like when I have the time for it and stuff. Yeah. And then they announced it was shutting down and I was very upset. But then I snuck in. I, I, I managed to get a subscription even though they weren't supposed to be accepting new subscriptions. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say how legally air, you can't legally, say how. legally. I'm not supposed to have it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. so I'm trying to watch as much as I can on it before it shuts down. So I watched three films on there uh, so far. I watched Eyes Without a Face, which is a film I mean to get to because it was one of the ones Del Toro recommend mm. recommended when uh, he went into the Criterion Vault. Right. And this was this was a really. It is it's a really like 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 poetic, like beautiful old school horror film kind of deal, you know? Okay. Like it, it's there's not much to it. It's kind of like this very simple premise of like this this professor is trying to find a new face for his daughter who like lost hers in an accident and stuff. But there's just like so many cool, creepy visuals. Like you have you have the daughter like wandering around the halls in this white mask. And that white mask was actually the inspiration uh, that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill used for Michael Myers. Like they 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 were oh, thinking nice. about that white mask when they made Michael Myers masks. So that was a cool that was a cool like a uh, bit of film history to get in on. And then there's this scene where they actually show them like surgically removing someone's face. And there's, like, such obvious, like, uh, you know, like, makeup and, like, prosthetic work. But it's still, like, so much, like, it, it still, like, gets you a little bit, Ooh, you know? all right. So, and then there's just, like, this really cool poetic ending and, and stuff. There's some, it's just a lot of beautiful imagery and stuff. So, I really like that one. I'm interested. Uh, another film I watched on the service, finally got to Kronos. Which ah, is actual the, Del Toro. Toro directorial <laughs> there movie. you go. What? I said actual Del Toro this time. Not just a recommended. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual Del Toro. So this is one of two of Del Toro's films I haven't seen yet. Now I haven't seen Mimic, but I have it on Blu-ray, so I'll get to it. But uh, it's it's definitely, you can tell it's kind of like his his first run at it. Mm-hmm. Like you can see a lot of stuff in there that will come up later in his work, like the like the imagery of the golden gears, like that shows up again in like Pan's Labyrinth and uh, Hellboy Two and stuff. Like that's involved a lot in this. You kind of get his. There's like this vampire mythology that obviously comes up in like Blade Two and The Strain and all that sort of stuff. It's really interesting. It's 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 a well done movie. It definitely has Del Toro's like visual flair and passion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not one of his best though because it's kind of it's very much like again it's like it's like he's just having like the first run at stuff and like right. this is stuff that he'll improve on further in his career. But that's why it's interesting to watch. Well, now I wonder if you would appreciate it more too if it was the first you'd seen you hadn't seen how he evolved it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if I was like alive back when you back, were. Yeah, Wait, I was alive. No, you were. This was like ninety three. <laughs> like ninety two. So, yeah. 
Uh, so if I had well, been even alive, if you like, were alive in '92, so say say if you were like one, if I was like a one year old like watching Cronos, I'd be like, yeah, this is the best. Thing of all time. <laughs> hey, someone took Wait, their kid to Halloween, on, so uh, Teletubbies and uh, Barney and all those other uh, movies I've been watching. But um, there you go. All right, so the third film I watched on the service, another film I've been meaning to get to for a while, uh, House. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with uh, the one with Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell. Not, not that one, and not the one that would also go on to make House Two the second story. It's neither of those. It's neither of those. I've never it's... heard of House Two the second story, but now that's an I, awesome I, I name. Wrote a, I wrote a night X came home about it, about House Two the second story. Was that la- this year or last year? Last year, last year. I don't remember names. <laughs> what was uh, that I, one? Was that the I, clock one? That's... <laughs> No, that's the one where there's a grandpa zombie that hates uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan hater. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that okay. That was to a second story. But that's right. not the house I'm talking about. This house, it's a film I've heard a lot about. It just kind of is like one of those like horror films that people always recommend. It's in the Criterion Collection, obviously. The, the cover art the Obviously. Price collection has <laughs> is really cool and really enticing. I, so I like the poster. Is it the same poster that's on Letterboxd? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool poster. I like it. This film is so weird. Okay. Like, the, best, the best way to describe it is like it's like a Japanese version of Evil Dead 2. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to watch this. So it's like it's like all like the madcap energy and like uh and and like weird like low budget special effects and 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 like plotting of Evil Dead Two, but like mm-hmm. funneled through the craziest Japanese filmmaking techniques. You know, like when you when you think of like the like Japanese game show like style like aesthetic, where it's just it's just barraging you with like all these colors and shapes and stuff like that. It's it's like funneled through that. Oh my god! Yes, it's, it's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know if it's a good movie or not. Like like in in terms of like. You don't know what to make of it. You're just like this. This is one of the most unusual films I've ever seen, but you have to love it for that. There's so many like cool visuals and like an excellent incorporation of music into the plot and stuff. So, so yeah, I loved it. I loved it. All right, all right. So uh, then finally, TV side of things. Two things. Uh, first. I, I've had I have Hulu as I mentioned. So what I've been watching on Hulu is Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. It's a lot of fun. You, you guys should check oh, it out. That's right. I've heard of this show. It's good. It's great. Yeah, like it, it's it, it's just it's it's really funny. Like it, okay. it, it just has between like the parody of the old Hanna Barbera cartoons and just like. <laughs> It, it's, it's also interesting to see like how much of it like holds up and doesn't hold up in like this in this the the way they just kind of like address these social issues and stuff in and like weave it into these Santa Barbara cartoons. It's it's really funny though. All right, and, and like Stephen Colbert like does the voices for some of the characters, and he's so good. <laughs> I, I, okay, I, it, it's it's fantastic. All right. 
This was not so much- like it's been on my radar. Like I've known this show existed, but it's never been on my radar as something that I should watch. But now I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It's always been something I've been curious about. I just, you know, could never find it anywhere. But then mm-hmm. it was on Hulu, so I started watching it, and there you it's, go. it's good. All right. So the other thing on TV I want to mention, I watched the episode of The Goldbergs, guest starring Robert Englund. Right. And Freddy I heard that happened. So I obviously I don't watch the Goldbergs regularly. All right. I watched I watched the pilot like six years ago or whenever. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't watch anything else because I didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah. I watched I the first season. Out. I had to check this out because obviously Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, seeing him again, and it's not like super great. Like no. He Robert Englund shows up for like five minutes not even a five minute scene like a two minute scene in this episode and there's obviously limitations with like budget and skill level and the you know like stuff involved where and it's what like, you're it's able to put like, on abc like a, yeah <laughs> and, yeah and content for abc so it's not like it's not like oh it's a whole new uh nightmare on elm street movie it's like back in the, it's like the 80s all over again it's not like that it's like no it's kind of like cheap uh, cashing of it, but there, it, it's there's it's still charming. It's still nice to see him back at it. And there was and there was one good joke that made me laugh because like he's he's meeting the mom and the mom is talking about like how she's struggling to like raise her son and stuff like that. And then and then Freddy Krueger is just like, I never knew any of my dads. <laughs> and, and it just made me laugh because it's just like such a it's it's like a subtle joke. Where you have to know, like, the whole Freddy Krueger, bastard son of a thousand maniacs kind of backstory thing. But, okay. I, 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 so I liked it. I liked it because it was like a little in joke. All right. All right. So that, that's what I watched. No Sabrina. I didn't get to Sabrina yet because, again, I have, to, I have to cram in as yeah. much Hulu and Filmstruck <laughs> as I can. So I'm like, the Netflix can wait. <laughs> I I am like absolutely extremely interested in the Sabrina show. As someone who watched way too much of Sabrina as a kid, <laughs> like more than anyone should watch. It was Full House for me and Sabrina. Those were the two shows I loved as a kid. Um and I even liked the animated version of Sabrina that they released. It, like I I was a big Sabrina fan. Now, does Salem talk in this show? I don't know. Because that's where I might draw the line. I might be like, why isn't Salem talking? I, I think he talks, but like to, to, to conserve budget, they just did like the a talking cat effect. Right, 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 uh, right, right, right. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Well, but it would be even better if he was a puppet like in the first show, like in the original <laughs> show. Yeah. Or I guess it's not the original show, is it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's both. They use like the puppet. Yeah. But they don't bother using the puppet to the mouth anymore. <laughs> they just have like, a little animated. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm actually I'm actually really interested in that show. Like that might be yeah. the next serious show I watch. I don't I'm know how like really serious it is. Check it out once I can. Once like once I saw Kieran Shipka in Black Coat's Daughter, I was like, "All right, I'll watch anything you do forever." 
<laughs> like, all right, here we are. This is what's happening. Except for Mad Men, because there's no way Lacey will be able to get through Mad Men. It's too long and too slow for him. Yeah. Hey. This is failure ASMR. <laughs> what? I, I watched the first episode of Mad Men, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Mad Men's such a weird... Sh- isn't it about, like, lawyers? No, no, no it's, it's about, about advertising. Admin. What does a lawyer do? Advertise. We all we all advertise. If you we think advertise about for it, our client, you know? right? Yeah. We, we advertise for uh, Baja Blast and uh, hey, what's, what's hey, our sponsor hey, this hey. episode? What's our what's our <laughs> cruising, sponsor? Cruising, cruising, cruising. Yeah. Legally, I have to say <laughs> that we have no sponsors. <laughs> Moving on. See, look, legally. A... Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> look, legally, as a lawyer, <laughs> as a lawyer of the Mad Men. Um, Guys, let's move Literally. on. Oh, also, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did a great song this week, Don't Be a Lawyer. So oh, okay. It's, it's, it's real earworm. Yeah, real all earworm. right, all right. I gotta catch up on that show. And, and also another song that was sung, sung by uh, Pretzel Puppets. So you know this show is still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on to Two Truths and a Lie, movie edition. Ooh. David's Who's got the truth and the lies. Edition, it's, it's just normal two truths. I said I said movie edition. Oh, I thought you said spooky edition. No. Like, oh wait, did I did I misread that? Yeah, you you missed it. This episode's coming out the day after Halloween, so it doesn't matter. Alright, so since I watched the Kingsman movie. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I'd get some fun facts about the Kingsman, and since I'm trying to conserve phone battery, my camera's already turned off. Okay. Are yeah. you gentlemen r- 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 ready? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> We're getting I'm, I'm into ready. it. I'm... I'm excited. I'm excited. Number one. Mm-hmm. At the Kingsman press conference at the San Diego Comic-Con in August 2014, Samuel L. Jackson answered a reporter's cell phone, which rang on the table in front of the actors as it was recording their answers. Jackson stayed on the line of the phone Stayed on the phone with the caller to the great amusement of everyone in the room. I, I, I think I remember that. I, I, I think I remember that being a thing. That sounds real. It sounds real. Taron Egerton mentioned in an interview with Belfast Telegraph that he's actually afraid of dogs in real life. When he first read the script, he decided to go and, get, go and schedule therapy sessions so that he could be more comfortable while shooting scenes with the dogs. I could believe it. I don't, yeah. I don't know one way or the other, but I could believe that. I, yeah. A full Kingsman Secret Service menswear line was created and crafted especially for the film in tailoring and manufacturing by some of Britain's most elite, famous, and trusted clothing brands. Oh, see, I believe that, too. Yeah. I believe that one, too, yeah. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> it's between the first, it's between the last two, right? Yeah, yeah. The first one, I, 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 I do remember that. I remember that happening. Or at least something similar enough to throw me off. Because hmm. legally, I have to say, <laughs> I do not know for certain that yes. it happened. Yeah. I wasn't there. How, how were we supposed to know if it actually happened or not? That's a good question. That's actually a really good question. No, I wasn't there. Legally, I was not there. <laughs> that makes it just sound like I was there illegally. <laughs> I say two isn't real. I say two is the fake. 
don't know. It's I, one of those things where it's like almost it's almost like too too goofy to be made up where you're just like, oh, he he has such a small dog in the movie that like Okay. But like also I feel like the clothing line would have totally been a thing. Yes, because that's the whole like point they, of them. You if know. they didn't do that, that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, it really is. They didn't even have to make many suits. They could have just done like three and been like all right. But that's also the one that has like the least specificity, you know? Because mm. like it, it doesn't like name a particular brand or like artist that made the suits. It's right. just kind of a vague top talent. You've swayed me. I think three is fake. Are we ready to? Are we ready to vote on it? Sure. Three is fake. That's our vote. Ba ba ba. Does that mean no? Wrong. Oh, it was wrong. It was too. Oh my god, Aaron, you swayed me. <laughs> Why did you do this? I believe I am two for two in making you guys. You definitely are because wow. Okay. All right. So. Um. Yeah. But I. But I read. So actually, Taryn Egerton doesn't really like dogs. In real life, though, but like I. But I made it so that. He's afraid of dogs, and then he had to have therapy. But like, he actually just doesn't like dogs in real life. The, the best that, lies that, are grounded in the truth. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. That's true. Wow, Aaron, it's like you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, David is keeping up on his perfect record. But let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Aaron, what you got for us? All right. This film. Well. When we're recording this, we're still in the Halloween season. Yes. It's not, it's, so, yeah. it's probably not going to come out in November, but, uh... November 1st. Gonna go with something Mark a little it on spooky. your calendar. <laughs> going to go with Children of the Corn Genesis. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is one that I think I've seen a bit of. <laughs> it was on, is this the sci-fi movie? No, the sci-fi movie was a remake one. Oh, okay, that's the one I've seen. This then. one very well could be like sci-fi channel fodder, though, because like it's so low budget. It's exactly what they're uh, looking for. Okay. So, what what are the key elements of a Children of the Corn movie? You got corn, the corn, mm-hmm. and children. And you got the children. You're very very good, you guys. Now, what would you say if I told you, what if we made a Children of the Corn movie, uh-huh. and then we didn't have children? So, just straight up corn. Just the corn. Corn. Just corn the movie. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, no children at all. Okay, so there, there's, like, one child. So, like, what happens is, well, first the movie starts. It starts with this, it starts in, like, uh... A flashback. I don't remember exactly when. It had to be after one of the major wars in American history. Like, either World War II or the Vietnam War. Okay. I don't remember which one, but, like, this soldier comes home. What do you, what do you say most? Like, every war in American history is a major war. But I digress. <laughs> wow. Aaron's out here straight up yeah. disrespecting, uh, disrespecting our uh, veterans out here. Like, like, disrespecting oh, the your, truth. Your grandpa only fought in the Civil War, not the Vietnam War. <laughs> well, who's I, mean, I was in the Civil War and the major wars, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those would be my major wars. It would be like, uh, 
the American Revolution. Okay, I was like, are you going to forget the Revolution? The the Vietnam War. Not even 1812. Wow. They burned the White House, Aaron. (laughs) They burned the White House in 1812. But, uh, so the soldier comes home (laughs) to, like, this small, uh house in the middle of this cornfield or whatever Mm -hmm. and then he just like he and then he's just like wandering the house and like his family he discovers his family is dead so he starts like flailing around the house with a gun like this this actor clearly has has never held a real gun before (laughs) or done any real military training he's just like waving this gun wildly around the house like jumping around to be like oh you gotta cover the corners (laughs) like that's his level of skill and then he's like he's like killed by these uh children in the house oh so there are children there are children. I thought you said corn was going to kill them. Okay. Has nothing to do with the rest of the movie at all. Okay. Like literally nothing. They don't call back to it at all. Weird. It's weird just, choice. It's just there. It's so just the, the children. Okay. Yeah. But it, it has I'm, I'm just going to shut up. And, I'm just going to shut up and listen. <laughs> it, it, it at least has children in it. So that that was like the, they probably made this movie. They're like, oh, we forgot to put children in this. Children in the corn. And then they just tagged on that opening scene. It's probably what happened. So the actual plot of the film is that this couple, their car breaks down. Oh my god! In, uh, <laughs> in Nebraska, because it's it's Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. and they they find this they stumble upon this house. It's it's like the same house. Like that's the only connection between the opening scene is it's the same house, and uh, there's this old man in this house, and he lives with his wife, mm-hmm. and like they uh, they're like, can we use your phone? And he's like, yeah, you can use our, our phone. And then so the, 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 the boyfriend goes to, like, use the phone. And then the, the old man's wife, like, comes out to the kitchen where the phone is. And she, like, sits on the kitchen table and starts, like, pulling up her dress and, like, trying to seduce this, this guy on the phone. So he's just, he's just on the phone. And then he just, like, is watching the wife. And then he just stops and, like, hangs up the phone and then the film cuts. It doesn't show us what what he does next. It's just it's just that's the scene. You gotta that's, respect that's Aaron that she's shooting her shot, you know. And and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, continue. So, so then there's like there's like a. So he like he like later tells his girlfriend about this. He's like, "Oh yeah, she she totally tried to seduce me and stuff. This house is so weird." And she, and, and then she's like, "But did you do it?" And he's like, "Come on, how can you ask me that? You know I love you." And then she's like, "Yeah, but but did you do it?" And he's like, "Come on, how can, how how can you ask me that?" You so know? he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I like how you. I like how he brings it up, thinking that like, oh yeah, if I bring this up, she won't ask. <laughs> she won't ask. I, got, I gotta give like the appearance of of being, you know, the honest uh, partner. You know, just be right. like, and, and then, if, and then I, I wonder what he's like. Yes, if I bring this up, then she won't ask me if I did it. All right. So the old man also has like a bunch of video camera equipment in his house like it's the only technology he has and they're like what is this old man doing with all this video technology out here in the middle of nowhere and then they're like oh he must he must be like luring couples in and then making them like have sex with his wife and then he videotapes it and then he posts it on the internet for money and that's that's what he's doing Mm -hmm. so that's 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 what they're thinking and then so like uh 
This is a plot point. Okay. This is a plot point. Yeah. They, this is the Children of the Corn movie. You're like 30 minutes in at this point, and you're like, how? where does this fit in? So, so the girlfriend finds out that he did do it, and she's like not phased by it then? Well, she, she she doesn't like quite believe it or whatever. But what? they, they're also like they're like they get trapped at this house because they need like repairs for their car and they can't get it and they can't get anyone out there right and stuff. And then like so the the girlfriend starts like wandering out at night because she hears like this child like crying and she discovers that there's a, this child like locked in in the this uh, uh, barn uh, uh, outside the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, you know, he she tries to like tell the boyfriend, and the boyfriend like doesn't doesn't believe her and all that sort of stuff. Right. Just like and she then... didn't believe that he slept with. The... <laughs> yeah, he's like, you don't trust me when I'm like, come on, why do you have to ask me that? <laughs> so I don't trust you that there's a child in danger. <laughs> Woman. But they're just they're just like chilling around this house and it's just nothing is happening and then like all of a sudden like the police get called out for some reason. Okay. I don't it's it's like uh I'm trying to I'm trying to read the summary to see what what, I, what like happened in between. <laughs> but there's but, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just like they're trying to solve this mystery, but there's, like, no mystery to solve. And then, right. like, the cops show up, and all of a sudden, like, the cop, he's, like, approaching the house, and he gets, like, flung up into the air by, like, this unseen force. Oh, ghost. Ghost yeah, in ghost. Children of the Corn now. So then you, you find out that, like, that, that like, uh... The, and then, like, the, like the, the kid, like impregnates not like like physically impregnates the girlfriend but he like he like he like comes into the house and like plants like a corn seed in her <laughs> something so, wait like, what kid the kid that was crying outside like, yeah the kid that's crying outside <laughs> oh my god and then it's revealed that like by like the old man that like the kid is like some kind of like host for like he who walks behind the rose or something and he's like and he walks behind the road is like trying to like build this new children army so he's like luring women to uh this house to like impregnate them with these courts (laughs) (laughs) so So this is kingsman 2 the golden circle all over again (laughs) i i wouldn't know but yeah i (laughs) Okay. Then we get to this, the, like all this stuff happening, and then all of a sudden we there's this climax where like this uh this delivery man like shows up at the house and he's like and they're like you gotta give us a ride to town and then they like there's something off about the delivery man so they're like heading towards the delivery man's car and they spot the cop car like the cop that died his abandoned car is still there so they're like looking between the two cars. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And then they run towards the cop car and they like drive off. And the old man's like, oh, you're going to you're going to regret this or whatever. And then so they're driving down the highway and then uh, we cut to footage of the kid in the barn, like playing with these toy cars. 
like he's playing with one of those trucks that like uh, I don't know the name of it, but the trucks that that drive cars around, you know, like where they load up the cars yeah, onto the truck to transport them. Okay. I have no clue. You're asking the I, wrong guy. I don't know what the technical <laughs> term for that is. Yeah, but a car mover. And then the kid starts like pulling the the cars off of the back of the truck, and then in in the we cut back to the couple driving on the highway and they're driving behind one of those same trucks in real life and the cars start like flying off uh the truck at them and it's like both simultaneously like the the biggest example of budget that you've seen in this film yet where you're like oh they're actually like throwing cars off this truck and also like such uh small budget because it's like it's like shot of the car falling off the truck truck uh, close up and then cut to close up shot of the couple like veering the oh my like, god oh, no, cars. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like they, they they end up getting into a car crash and the boyfriend dies and then oh, the wow. girlfriend gets like gets like picked up by the delivery man who they didn't get in the car before and the delivery man takes her back to the house and then she becomes one of a bunch of pregnant women who have, like, all been impregnated with uh, these corn seeds. And then so they all just, they're, they're, they're just, uh, they're birthing, like, these new children of the corn. And, uh, and, then, and that's, how, that's how the movie ends. So it's like, you know. Did, do, you, do you like children of the corn? No. Or do you wish that an hour <laughs> and ten minutes of this movie was spent with this weird plot line about this couple and their issues because the boyfriend got easily seduced by this old man's wife when they visited this uh, townhouse mm-hmm. is that is that what you want out of children of the corn movie because 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 uh, have i got the children of the corn movie for you then is it this one it is it is this one. Oh, okay cool cool <laughs> uh yeah so this sounds awful why because they had to keep the rights. Of course, of course, that's what happened. That's just that's and this just a recipe for a bad movie. When you, I, when I, you keep the rights, I don't know. Here's Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> this this was made the same year where where uh, this was the same year when uh, Dimension also who also they have the Children of the Corn rights and the Hellraiser rights, and this was the same year. Where they like made a Hellraiser movie in like eight days to keep the rights. Oh my god, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> I need to see this movie. I that need... one actually turned out better than this Children of the Corn movie. <laughs> Alright, well. Like, it's bad. You have they, more to work with with Hellraiser, to be honest. They, they like opened with like this. They like tried to do found footage for like the first half of the movie. They trying to do found footage. Mm-hmm. That's not what I wanted out of that. That's not okay. Only for half the movie, huh? Only half? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the whole movie. Only half. Of course. They, they had like eight days to film this. So yeah. they're like, well, we filmed half a movie. Let's just do uh, found footage for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's right. That's right. Let's move on. To the fault in your stars. This is, of course, a segment where we go into Flickster. We see a, a good review.
for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Then what we do is we throw it out there. Have the other two try and guess what that movie just might be. Guys. I'm ready. Today, I have a three and a half star review. Now, you'll find that even though this is, you know, close to being middle of the ground, uh, what they say doesn't make it sound like it's middle of the road for them. And this movie is just so bad that you'll understand. So the critics crapped on this movie. Is the plot all over the place? Yes. Is not having blank weird? Yes. But let me tell you one thing. Is blank entertaining? Yes. First, let me say something. I don't know how this movie is PG-13 because the body count is brutal. And I guess decapitation and slashing of human beings is okay as long as there isn't an inch of blood. <laughs> Not quite the measurement for blood, but that's all right. I think it's lame, but I'll let it go this time. Blank is a blank. I can't say what the genre is or else you'll get that is really a dark comedy bromance that will make you love it or hate it. Blank's interaction with Blank is what makes or breaks this movie. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how Blank plans to, if they do, include Blank in the future. Because this version of Blank would murder him in battle. That's another thing. Some of the blank face visuals might scare younger children. So be careful with your kids in this one. Not to mention the amount of death this has. Some younger kids might not like it. This movie is kind of a mess, but it's a fun mess. I can't wait for the more gory and brutal director's cut. Final review, 8 out of 10. Stay for after credits and final credits. Mm-hmm. So it's Venom, right, David? I have full trust in the spooky Venom. Or it could it's, be Ratatouille. It, it's, a, it's a spooky Venom. Or <laughs> it's <laughs> Ratatouille? <laughs> you know, it's all about creature. the romance between yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the rat and the chef. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, some, some creature takes over a man's body. And how you know, brutal and bloody and violent it is. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was just shy of that R rating. I don't know how Pixar pulled it off, but... Uh... <laughs> is, it, is it Ratatouille, am I right? Is it Ratatouille? It's Venom. <laughs> yeah, it's Venom. You guessed it the oh, first man. time. I thought we had that one. Yeah. I, I was like, man, it's going to be hard to find a great review on Letter or on uh, Flickster for Venom, but there's a ton, <laughs> and it's all the same thing. What is wrong with critics? So, that's where we're at. Standard Marvel movie. Not the best, not the worst. Still is an enjoyable movie to watch. And Venom is much better here than Spider-Man 3. Not in Spider-Man 3, than Spider-Man 3. What, mm-hmm. what do you like better, Spider-Man 3 or Venom? Everyone answer right now. Spider-Man 3. Venom. Aaron. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. definitely Spider-Man 3. I'm like, Aaron, I no. like Spider-Man 3 better than Spider-Man Homecoming, so... Mm. Yep. Yep. I said it. Another wow. big miss for the critics. I am starting to look at audience scores more than the ratings of supposed experts. 
Experts at what exactly? <laughs> this film was funny, entertaining, and just old-fashioned fun. Audiences love it, and it is well worth a view. It's just a lot of, yeah, like I said, it's just a lot of, what is wrong with critics? It's you a know, lot of that. I feel, like, I feel like that you get that, like, that's the general, like, what is wrong with critics? I wonder if anyone has ever been, like, 100% like, I love this movie, or 100% I hate this movie. Like, isn't mean? there that one, like, in all the reviews? What? L- like, 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 just in general. So, like, say there's a universe, so like, Toy Story 3, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. universally, everyone loved that movie, most likely, right? Except, like, wasn't there, like, one critic who's just, like, a... Well, yeah, and he was like, a troll. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was one critic that was like, there's too many poop jokes. It's like, there's one poop joke. Get over yourself. One poop joke is too many poop jokes, Aaron. <laughs> well, then you and don't want to watch The House well, with a Clock in its boss, once. baby. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. actually true. But. That would be great if he did. <laughs> that would be amazing. He had this come-to-Jesus moment where he loves poop jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there is only a couple movies that are 100% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And do you know what one of those movies is, David? It came out this year. If you say Paddington. It's Paddington 2, 100% on Paddington Rotten Tomatoes. actually the highest rated movie on all of Rotten Tomatoes. Guess who's going to hang up? Goodbye, Internet. Thank you. It's been real. <laughs> Find me a DBX15. Two S's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex with two S's fifteen on Twitter. You can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This cover blog name is already taken at tumblr.com. Aaron, I uh, am really disappointed in your lack of uh, talking about how you watched the Bye Bye Man today. It's a secret. Rewatched. It's a secret because the Night X came home. Volume three is wrapping. This up. will be out by time that's time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. know. Yeah, that's the film I'm covering for Halloween this year. Oh, I love it. I had to do something special for Halloween and the 50th installment of The Night X Came Home. Oh, my God. The uh, Bye Bye Man. I love it so much. So, we're doing The Bye Bye Man. Oh, my. Are you going to go... Are you going to go... See, get The Bye Bye Man? Wait, do you own it on Blu-ray already? He tagged you on Twitter. (laughs) This is a whole Twitter thing that happened. Yeah, no, 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 I was thinking 4K, I think. Oh, oh no, yeah. that, it's not out on 4K. <laughs> if it comes out on 4K, will you obtain it? it when, when it hits Criterion Collection, that's when Oh, I'll, my God, all right. Possible. And uh, so if you want to find me other on the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace Tumblr, Jake Lace on a, uh, on a little thing called Letterboxd. If you want to see me fail at watching the movies, I said I was going to watch. Um, and... If you want to find the podcast find us on soundcloud itunes uh, facebook twitter all those different places you can find us there we're there you can comment you can leave a review and you can also tell us in that review um about if you think we're safe legally yes give us your expert your legal expert advice. legal advice i know you've all watched mad men and you're great at legal <laughs> advice <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Love that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Join us next week when we talk about a little movie called... um, I think it's called... The Bye Bye Man? No, that's not it.
grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get those confused all the time. They're very similar movies. Goodbye. Same plot. <laughs>